Hey guys, my name is Crystal Kenny, and I'm in love with creating. All things artistic and imagination involved. I'm an American girl who chased her creative dreams all the way to Paris, France, making a living using photography. This podcast takes you inside the stories of all the artsy folks I've met along the way and gives you that extra push to discover your creative gifts. The desire to create is deeply inside each and every one of us, and I give you the tools and inspiration to find a new way of living a more creative life. This is La Vie Creative, the podcast. show I interviewed Carol. She's an Italian-American who is now living in Paris, France, running her own soap making business. Her products are all natural and we talk about the soap making process and what it's like to source natural ingredients. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Welcome to the show, Carol. How are you today? Good. Thank you for having me. It's lovely to speak with you. I was admiring your work online and I don't think I've ever had a soap maker on the show, so I'm pretty excited to talk to you today. So we kind of go back to the beginning of what started everything for you. You're originally, you're kind of Italian, American. Tell us your roots. Tell us what brought you to Paris. Yes, um, I'm Italian. I was born and raised in Italy in a city called Pescara. It's in the center of Italy by the Adriatic Sea. It's very nice. It's a mid-sized city. Uh, so I was born there. Uh, my parents uh, lived uh, uh, in the United States for a very long time when they were younger. And then at some point, they decided to move back uh, to Italy. Uh, so I did all my studies in Italy. I have a master's degree in economics and business. So I was doing a total, uh, completely, uh, completely different um, career. Um, after my studies, I moved to Rome. I lived in Rome for a little bit. I worked in consulting. And then I moved to New York. I decided to spend some time in New York, uh, have some uh, work experience, improve my English. Um, and I stayed 13 years in New York, uh, working in construction management as an accountant. I was accounting manager for a construction management firm. And so your life completely changed, it sounds like, during the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> Talk more about that. Yes, during the pandemic, uh, as everybody else, we were stuck at home. We were uh, spending a lot of time home. We were washing our hands constantly, uh, more than five, six times a day. And uh, um, I, have a, I have a young son. At that time, he was four years old. His hands were so irritated. I knew how to make a soap, um, but I really, I tried once way before the pandemic, but I didn't really have time. I had a very active life. I was living in the morning, coming back at night. I never had the time, even though I wanted to make it, but um, there was no opportunity. So um, I had a lot of time at home. And uh, during the pandemic, I decided uh, this is the time I need to start to make it. I had a recipe already done by a friend. Uh, given by a friend. So that's how I started. I made one, then I made two, and then uh, I was not completely satisfied. I wanted to learn more about soap making. So I started to research. I did a training course in solid cosmetics. I wanted a product that really completely satisfied me. That's so crazy to go from accounting and construction (laughs) to making soap. I mean, I love that for you. And and what gave you the inspiration, the bravery to move full-time into soap making. I mean, that was a big step. 
Yeah, I started, uh, I started uh, because I really liked it. I discovered to be creative. I was an accountant during the day and at night after my son was in bed, I started to make soap one day after the other. And then I thought, this is really making me happy. And in New York, I I started a side gig. I opened an LLC on the side. It's so easy to open a business in New York just for fun. I was selling to neighbors, friends, and uh, uh, colleagues. Uh, um, but then when we moved to, I have, my husband is French. For some time, we, uh, we started to think uh, probably uh, during the pandemic that we wanted to have a better quality of life. Uh, work-life balance, um, a better work-life balance. Um, we wanted also to be closer to the family. So um, that's why we decided to move to Paris. And when my husband was ready, he was looking for a job and uh, I quit my job in New York and then we moved and I thought this is a good opportunity to start something new. That's wonderful. You came back to Europe. You are able to start this new business and and talk about some of the obstacles with that. I mean, you went from working for someone else to working completely for yourself. So what was that like or what was some of the hard parts of that? Yeah, in the beginning, it was not easy. I started uh, in uh, September 2022. Uh, first obstacle was to learn about the regulation. It's something that I was not uh, aware the European regulation for cosmetic is really, really strict. Uh, so I spent one year to really study all the regulation. Uh, I did one-on-one calls with a consultant uh, because all the products need to be authorized by a toxicologue, is a chemist who's uh, approving uh, that it's safe for the market, for the consumers. Um, so there is a lot of studies before. So this was really hard for me. Uh, and on top of that, French language, um, I uh, I knew French, but not at a fluent level. So it was hard. Yeah, I can't imagine starting this business that's so chemical and then also yes. another language. It's like there's a lot of layers there to deal with. And talk a little bit about some of the differences between America and France in that way. Because I know a lot of people talk about that with the food, how, you know, they're strict about the food too. But it's the same thing, like you said, with products. Like, I think they're much more strict in Europe. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Um, well, the objective is to protect the customer, uh, the consumer, the people who are using the products. So it makes sense. I understand. Um, it makes uh, a little bit, it's complicated for us on the beginning just to uh, study all the regulation and uh, uh, and be ready to open a business. So it takes some time, uh, but once uh, it's all set up, it's, um, it's, it's fine. Um, but yes, definitely there is more regulation uh, here besides opening the business. But uh, for cosmetic, every, every single ingredient has to have a certification. Uh, and then all the certifications are analyzed by a chemist uh, who has to approve uh, um, the sale for the market. Yeah. And like you said, it's to protect the consumer, which is a good thing. And I always laugh because like a lot of times when I go home to the States, my friends in Europe will say, oh, bring me back this makeup. I can't get it in France. And I'm like, it's probably because it gives you cancer. <laughs> they have more strict rules around that. But yeah, it, it's really interesting that and it is good that we're protecting the consumer and can you talk a little bit about the, the history of soap making? I'm sure you've done a lot of studying on it. And and now I know we have like industrial soaps. So talk about the history of like handmade soap making. Yeah, it's actually it's an ancestral uh, tradition. Uh, our grand, grand, grandmothers were uh, making soap at home in the old days. 
Um, so it's really going back to the old traditions and uh, uh, the old way of doing things compared to the soaps that you buy in the stores that are uh, industrially made and also not very sustainable. It's part of the vision of my brand is also to uh, inspire people of making sustainable uh, choices um, while uh, they are uh, doing their self-care rituals. Um, so I, uh, in fact, in my pages, in my Instagram page or my website, there is awareness about palm oil impact, the plastic pollution, reading the labels, uh, choosing for sustainable ingredients versus the mass produced uh, um, uh, products who have uh, you know, mostly palm oil is everywhere. Yeah, and, and talk a little bit about that when we're looking at the ingredients on a handmade soap bar, what should we be looking for? Well, definitely, um, um, there are some ingredients that are um, uh, animal-based or vegetable-based. Uh, my products are only 100% vegetable. Uh, everywhere, if you go to a regular store, there is palm oil. So there's uh, many uh, palm oil is eaten almost everywhere. Uh, but uh, majority of the time is uh, if uh, you want to opt for a for a sustainable product is the best is to avoid the soaps with palm oil. Um, yeah, and uh, there's been a lot of talk about palm oil in the recent years and talk about some of the problems with that, how we get it. What, what's the reason we're trying to stay away from palm oil? Well, palm oil is uh, it's a cheap ingredient, but it's very efficient. So it's used a lot in the food industry, but also in cosmetics because it's really efficient and at a very low price, it can give you a good product, a hard product, especially in soap. A hard uh, palm oil makes um, a very hard soap. Um, but uh, the mass production of palm oil causes uh, massive deforestation. So deforestation and that of many animal species. So this is the problem with palm oil that many people do not know. Um, and in fact, when I started to make soap, I started to research on ingredients and uh, I discovered many of these issues with palm oil, with cruelty-free uh, um, cruelty ingredients. There's a lot of also, there's a lot of issues also with the production of coconut oil. Um, we can stay hours uh, talking essential oils also. Uh, it's very important to, um, to read about um, essential oils uh, that are uh, sustainable. Yeah, because also essential oils are very popular right now and trending. Everyone says, oh, use essential oils, but they're not all sustainable. They're not all good is what you're saying. Not all the time. Yes, there are some that are okay. There are some plants, but there are some essential oils, like for example, sandalwood, frankincense. The scents are really, really nice, but unfortunately they come from plants that are at risk. Uh, of extinction because they're over harvested. Yeah, and this is just all things we're just not aware about. And since we're making people more aware, it's going to be easier to avoid these issues. And I think that's really beautiful that you're helping people use like more natural products, but also that are sustainable. And talk a little bit about where you source your products and what makes your soap different from others. Yeah, when I started, I started to research uh, ingredients and what I wanted also to achieve in my business is to have the opportunity to have a human approach also with my suppliers, a human relationship. So I didn't want to just buy an ingredient that was certified organic, but I also wanted to reach out to the suppliers, to the producers uh, and talk to them. So I chose to work only with small uh, businesses 
Um, they're mostly French. Um, so I have a coconut oil, a small business, um, in France called Amuyana. And they, uh, they, they source uh, coconut oil from uh, Sri Lanka only from small uh, artisans. Uh, they're small businesses who are picking up coconut, coconuts with, um, bamboo sticks instead of, uh, the bigger, uh, um, production, intensive production, uh, um, where there is not really the respect of nature and not also also about the animals. Um, one supplier that also I use is in Italy. It's the producer of olive oil. And uh, it's very interesting because they operate, uh, um, uh, they are carbon neutral in their way of operating. Uh, my essential oil suppliers also come from France. Uh, they are uh, in the south of France and they are... Uh, uh, they have their own production of uh, lavender essential oil. And uh, also in their philosophy, uh, they uh, operate with, uh, um, with a philosophy of um, zero waste. Uh, they try to recycle and reuse everything uh, that comes out even after the production. It's so nice to know that so many of these things exist and that you guys can work together to create these beautiful products. And, you know, there's a lot of care that goes into this. There's a lot of levels of study and connection that just goes into one bar of soap. So <laughs> kudos to you guys. That's a lot of work. And talk a little bit about something that people might find surprising about the soap making process. Well, soap making is really a chemical reaction. What people do not uh, do, uh, do not know is it's really a chemical reaction between oils and fats with an alkaline solution. And uh, it's important. There are uh, ways of making soap that are also easier. There are, uh, um, it's called melt and pour. There are base of soap already made that you can just simply melt and add your um, add your scents, add your essential oils. But that's not really making soap from scratch. So to make soap, you have to really be careful and uh, uh, about safety because you are dealing with an alkaline solution made with caustic soda, um, sodium hydroxide. So, um, so it's uh, it's it's not easy. Yeah, I think people imagine you just mix a couple things together and that's that. Like, there's but it can be, you know, it's it's chemicals, so you have to like make sure you get your your quantities right and they can be dangerous you have to yes you have to uh, calculate the quantities of the ingredients there are certain ingredients that you cannot use uh, at specific quantities and others where you can use more uh, based on the quantity of each ingredient you calculate then uh, there's a lot of math involved you calculate then the quantity of sodium hydroxide that you can use in your alkaline solution and then there are the temperatures also. Uh, there is a specific temperature where uh, you have to uh, you have to wait that the solutions are at the specific temperature range, and um, and um, and then you can uh, you can saponify. What's the difference between liquid soap and bar soap? It's basically the ingredients. With bar soap, you use sodium hydroxide. Uh, with liquid soap, you use other other ingredients. Mostly the ones that you see in the supermarket are um, made with surfactants. They're detergents. They're artificial. Um, in, uh, in the bar of soap, you only have uh, natural ingredients. 
So you have olive oil, almond oil. I use shea butter, cocoa butter, uh, coconut oil. Uh, those are uh, all natural ingredients that combine with sodium hydroxide uh, after the chemical reaction. Uh, um, you obtain a soap. And that's very really natural. I remember during the pandemic there, we went to the store to buy some soap and like the the shelves had been cleared, all the soap was gone. Um, And the only thing that was left was like the, like the bars of soap, but the liquid was all gone. It was like people didn't believe that the bar would kill the germs or something. (laughs) Yes, yes. because it was too natural probably, but in reality it does, it does clean. Yeah, that's that's what I was reading is like the, the you know, these beautiful smelling natural soaps that you make, they still kill germs the same way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You're still getting clean, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are some resources that helped you along your journey? Were there certain places you went to research? Did you connect with people? Like what helped you to build your business? Well, I did a lot of training because this was not my background. I have a background in finance and accounting. So I wanted to be proficient in uh, what I was doing. And I wanted to formulate a product that was safe, but on the same time with speci- specific characteristic. So I did a training course in uh, solid uh, self-care products. Um, and then I also did a training course, was 101, with a French consultant also to learn about um uh, the regulation, the European regulation. It's very important before you start how to set up your laboratory and uh, how to produce, how to have your uh, um, your ingredients uh, and uh, also how to test your products that they are safe after production. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of training. And if there's people that want to get into soap making just for fun and, and not as, at the level you're at, is there any recommendations you have for learning? Um, well, definitely start simple with very small ingredients and um, utilize a recipe that, was, that is already done and tested. So that is the, that's what I did, actually. I used a recipe that was already done and tested and, uh, um, and safe. Uh, and then after studying and after some training, I was able to formulate my own. Yeah, that's great advice. Just start with what already you know works, and then you can come up with your own idea. It's also very important um, how to be safe while doing soap. So you have to cover yourself, you use a mask, protect your eyes and use gloves. So that's also a part that is very important. Definitely, guys, be careful when you're doing this stuff. <laughs> and what's the most rewarding part of your business? What are you enjoying the most? Well, also share my passion and also see people happy when they buy my products um, I also get a lot of feedback from clients about their skin being different. They, they, um, once they are starting to use the soaps, so the natural soaps are much different from the commercial soaps. So that is, uh, that is uh, the feedback that I get from customers is also very rewarding. And how would you define creativity in your own words? Obviously, you're creating your own recipes, you're creating, you know, soap, but how would you define creativity in your words? Yeah, it's really a way to express yourself uh, through your talent, through your experience. It's exploration, experimentation. So there's a lot of test and trials. So that is, I think, it's uh, creativity, a lot of exploration. 
I like that, just exploring and, and testing, especially in your business. And what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Um, the best is really not to be afraid to make mistakes. Um, so embrace failure. So even if you fail in something, it's an opportunity to learn and make it better for next time. Yeah, I love the idea of embracing failure. And I think that's something that comes up a lot for people who are starting something new and chasing their dreams that were so scared to fail. But like in the end, you kind of just really want to fail because that way you can just move past it and learn. And sounds like, you know, that's what we all have to do. And what would you say to people who don't believe they're creative at all that don't know what they're good at? How would you help them? What advice could you give them? Um, to stay curious to explore, to look for things, because new things come when really you do not expect. So really uh, to stay open-minded and stay curious. And where do you believe that the soap making industry is going? Do you think people are embracing more and more sustainability? Do you think this is going to keep growing? Do you think people are getting smarter about the products they're buying? Yes, I think so. Especially in Europe, there is a really um, the sustainability is really strong. Um, there's a lot of talk about plastic pollution, and uh, there's a lot of awareness. So I think that a lot of people are going to more and more utilize solid bars, uh, shampoo, soaps, solid creams. So yes. Yeah, people are opening their eyes and there's there's definitely a lot more talk in the last even 10 years about all this stuff. And talk a little bit about your products and, and where people can find them and, and what's going on with them, anything new coming out. Yes, I am uh, on my website, boledinatura.com. I'm also active on Instagram, so people can also DM me and uh, if they're interested in buying um, my products also are in three stores in Paris, uh, Jacob's Concept Store in um, Beaugranel, uh, in Saint-Mort-de-Fossé, um, uh, the name is uh, La Pose Fleury, and there is another boutique uh, creator uh, in Bagnolet, La Petite Boutique uh, de Bagnolet. So for those who are in those areas, they can buy in store, otherwise they can reach out to me or they, go, they can go to my website. And you ship internationally as well. Yes. Yes, I do. Wonderful. Because I think a lot of our listeners are in the States and I'm sure they would love to check out your products. So we will share all of that in the show notes. So you guys can check out her work or buy some soap. Great gifts, guys, even for yourself. I love self gifts. And thanks so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for tuning in to La Vie Creative. You can find more information on MissParisPhoto.com. And if you enjoyed this show, please feel free to share and spread the word for all my creative guests. We have the power to help them to keep doing what they love. See you next time.